0: Get your stats up, and even know the truth hurt, get your facts up, MSL's playing hurt, get your stats up, Bluff City, Hoop City, get your facts up, man, I'm M-Town ballin', and I know the stats, MSL playing hurt, that's my favorite podcast, NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, NCAA, and shout out to the local sports. Bill. from the franchise players to the business personnel the talk let's start the show Ring the bell what's going on welcome to another edition of the P- msl's playing hurt podcast it's- that name. so it's msl's playing hurt podcast you guys are listening to welcome i am cj hurt on the other side of me i have drew barrett and we are joined by our second guest ever Shout out your name, Mr. Guest. What's up, what's up? David Bash, I'm here with you. David Bash. We got Bash to come in studio with us, Drew. Real excited about it. Mm -hmm. In-house stuff to take care of. You can follow me on Twitter and on the gram at Comradicalness. Drew, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at dbarrett36 and on Instagram at dbarrett1236. little switcheroo.
0: Bash, where can we get you? You can get me on Twitter. It's uh, at dbash10,
2: D-B-A-S-H, one zero. I'm not on Instagram. Oh, why, you, you, not, why you not? Why you not on the gram? I nah, just I'm not an Instagram. You guy. gotta get your ID game up, man. Yeah, I don't do
1: the picture things. No, you know what Instagram is? Yeah, yeah it's take all pictures. Of pictures of yeah, that's yeah, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but right. it's easier than Twitter. I don't have to. read. I'm not
2: an interesting guy. I don't. I don't take a lot
1: of pictures or anything like that. So yeah, no. Oh,
0: no, we're gonna have to. Fix I'll that follow picture. you guys. All right. I mean, How you don't I mean, follow
1: us with no account. I got you. I'll figure it out. I mean, half of my Instagram pictures are just because my girlfriend be like, Instagram me. It's, it's Women Coach Wednesday, and I don't have to worry about her listening to hearing that because she never listens to my podcast. It makes me upset. <laughs> <laughs> she don't listen to anything I do. The only time she ever listens to me is when I force her to listen to me. Well, that's pretty For much her. how it works, Drew. I know. <laughs> speaking,
0: speaking of your girlfriend, we got an email nah. today, uh, and it says, First of all, I must tell you, Drew, what a fan I am of your podcast Second of all, I must tell you what a fan I am of your girlfriend I don't so, know how to yeah. take that, Drew <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, Do you it's, have anything kinda, to say kinda, after that? I
1: kind of take that all as a compliment You know, like, if you're talking to somebody and they say, hey, I would Your girlfriend, I'm gonna keep it clean I always say, well, thank you, that's very nice, it means you think she's pretty <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna take it as wow thank you sir you think she's pretty i think she's pretty too
0: that's so sweet you, you should is. make a listen tell her like hey baby i told you how pretty you were oh so nice about you as the, long
1: as as long as we cut out the first part
0: oh no we're not cutting anything <laughs> part about y'all. how you forced her to listen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right for those of you who are wondering how to email the show or get in touch with us in general Wait, i
1: haven't even answered the question yet. what question there was no question i thought there was a question did he not? I thought that he, had, he at least had, had to have had one question. All right. So. Come on. He wants some advice. He wants something.
0: He wants to know because it's, it's a slew of questions here. Oh, okay. But the one that's most interesting for me is as Memphis Tiger fan, you are. You
1: mm-hmm. love you some Tiger basketball. Okay.
0: Do you see LeBron James taking the coaching job at Memphis if Josh Passner resigns <laughs> after the year is over?
1: Hmm. Interesting question. Real interesting. Um,. No, no. I, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to have to just go with a firm no on that one because it's not going to happen. One, if LeBron James just suddenly upped and retired, he'd probably do the whole Michael Jordan thing, go try to play baseball or something, do miserably at that. I don't think he's going to go into coaching. If he did, he'd have a lot more choices than the University of Memphis. You don't think he'd bring his talents to
0: Bill Street? I don't. Bring his talents to FedEx Forum? No,
1: <laughs> no. We're not as glamorous as South Beach.
0: I, I beg to differ. I disagree. Really. Now, for
2: some reason, I feel like if LeBron ever coached, the only place he'd coach would be his old high school, right? Yeah, that would be the thought. I'd, I don't really see him being an NBA coach, per se, but I could see him going back to I, – I mean, I, I don't think LeBron would coach regardless. He doesn't need the money when he's mm-hmm. going to be retired anyway, so I doubt LeBron goes into the coaching race by any see means. You
0: coach LeBron, Coach James, excuse me, walking down along the Mississippi River? No. I no question, I'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be awesome. You know, that publicity would be fantastic,
1: but I, LeBron's not coaching think. I think, I think he'd, he'd, pull a, he'd do a Mike Miller, you know, start his own AAU team. Yeah.
0: I could see that also. See Maybe that. coach go a couple times.
1: Or do, or like uh, Penny Hardaway, he's got his own AAU team. Yeah. He's also yeah. the middle school coach at, what, Treadwell Middle School, something like that.
2: And a lot of guys do that, too. I mean, Chris Paul has his own AAU team that he doesn't coach, but mm-hmm. he's fronts the money for him basically provides the money so i mean guys do that have a, an
1: affiliation with an aau team i could see that happen that's about as close as lebron james gonna get to coaching anything <laughs> memphis. in memphis is just if they're if he has an aau team and they just so happen to be playing in memphis okay <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's the email from uh z warmack z warmack thank you for the question thank you for the compliment about my lovely girlfriend Keep the questions coming, though. I still haven't been asked relationship advice. These people know I have a girlfriend. They know my relationship. But Drew, Drew, wait, wait,
0: wait. Why would they want advice from somebody who has to make their girlfriend listen to you? <laughs> like you make her, you force her to listen. She doesn't like you I enough said, to sit down I and listen said to I said I had good
1: Drew. advice. I never said I followed my own advice, okay? Okay. <laughs> For those It's kind of kinda you- like what my dad always says. Do as I say, not as I do. So All therefore, right. do as I say, not as I do, people. When it comes to anything, unless it's cooking, then do as I do, because I can. I can cook.
0: Huh? Not, not well enough to, to make your girlfriend listen. Right,
1: <laughs> hey, 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 hey! I can't cook here, man. I live in a dorm. <laughs> Barely let me have a microwave.
0: Okay, I'm starving. okay. For those of you who are going to email my friend Drew questions about or relationship, or
1: get CJ some questions. Or or me, in there. you
0: know, I know somebody a bit other than about a his mom bit. this time. Yeah, gosh, <laughs> oh. Just no. No, no moms email me. Well, moms can email. Just moms not can mom, email. my it's mom. My mom. My mom can't email me. Email us at uh playing her podcast at gmail.com. Read your email out. Answer some of your questions. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. Speaking of having a good time, we're gonna hop right into this uh podcast topic. We're gonna do award season is upon us, folks. College football is. awards are coming through. We're gonna talk about some of the awards that are are out there, some of the people being nominated for them. And we're going to hop right into it. We're going to talk about the Heisman Trophy. That's the big one. That, For the record, that's my favorite award in all the sports. I love the Heisman Trophy Award. It was the first award show. I remember sitting down watching and, like, caring about what happened and, like, being getting the butterflies in my gut in 97 when the Heisman ceremony was going on and seeing Peyton Manning and Ron Dane and Randy Moss and Charles Woodson all sitting there. You, you
1: remember You're, that?
0: Oh, and I, you said yeah. Charles Woodson last. Yeah, look at you. I forgot who was there in 97. <laughs> I really did. I forgot I, he was I, I there. Was three, I knew he won one. So, I forgot that uh, he won it. I was three in
1: 97. I was 10. Not Yeah,
0: about 10. Nine, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I just remember I, sitting there I was watching. Ten at that point. And Peyton Manning, them saying Charles Woodson, and Peyton Manning having this look of disgust <laughs> as he shook Charles Woodson's hand. And I was going crazy. But it was it was fun. I Honestly, I thought Randy Moss should have won it that year. Uh, well, I, I, Not a, too much of a side note, but everybody who complains about saying that Peyton
2: Manning got like shafted in that vote, yeah. go back and look at the votes. It wasn't even close. No. It really wasn't. I, no. I mean, so I don't, I, I don't remember I, it very well, but I very vividly. It. Again, I was just 10 years old, so I don't I remember, remember the all map. the details of that season. But I, I, as far as the voting was concerned, Woodson won it easily. It wasn't really a debate. I don't think it was stolen from
0: Peyton Manning. No. The, the map. The Southeast was for Peyton. Naturally. <laughs> Charles Woodson was second. Randy Moss might have been third. Ron Dane was fourth or something like that. The Midwest was Charles Woodson. Randy Moss was second. Peyton was third up in the Midwest because, of course, Randy Moss being up in West Virginia or something like that. Marshall. Marshall. Uh, it's in Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah. That's what I meant. Short
1: little drive yeah. from uh, my grandparents' house in Ashland. So, nice, yes. And then yes, everywhere else
0: know. was just Woodson, like, and nobody else was even touching them in the West or Southwest or anything like that. So, but that you know that was the last time a non tailback or quarterback won the Heisman. And so, mm-hmm. when we get into this conversation, we're not saying that a receiver can't win it because I have a receiver in my top five. But let's be honest,
1: receiver's not going to win it. No, they they rarely ever do. Just because normally if a receiver's up there. They've got a Heisman candidate quarterback throwing to them. Yeah. I mean, normal lately, I mean, who was the last big receiver to be dominated? Michael Crabtree, you think? Was he the last big one? Yeah, probably Crabtree. But he had Man, a pretty good quarterback throwing to him. I can't remember his name off the bat. Graham
2: Harrell Graham over Harrell, at Texas Harrell. Tech. Yeah. yeah. So, you're right. And, I mean, you think back to the other receivers who might have been in contention for it. A. Calvin a. Johnson. I mean, everybody knew he was the best receiver in the the country at that mm-hmm. point, but he had Reggie Ball throwing the ball to him. Yeah, I mean that's not helping. And, you and out. he
0: was playing in that Georgia Tech,
2: yeah, option I'm, attack. Well, now they were they actually How'd Chan they Gailey change? was still the coach then, okay. so they were still that. the pro style offense mm-hmm. before they went to Paul Johnson. So they did air it out a little bit, but still Reggie Ball's your quarterback. <laughs> he was not any good anyway. But I think the last real receiver that contended without having a, a, a legit quarterback probably Larry Fitzgerald at Pitt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really have anybody throwing the ball to him, but he still put up just gaudy numbers.
1: Yeah. But back to what y'all were saying about the whole 2007, I was I was looking over this list. The first Heisman winner that I can remember actually caring about was Matt Liner when I was about 10 years old. So it's about 10 or 9 when you really start to start caring about stuff. So I personally was not a Matt Liner fan, nor a Troy Smith fan in the next year, Tim Tebow. Saying, I, I really – have not liked any of the Heisman winners. <laughs> I've always wanted. It seems like I've always wanted that next guy. Okay, the so underdog.
0: so who do you like this year, Drew?
1: This year, of course. I mean, the front runner's got to be Marcus Mariota. He's throwing 2,780 yards, twenty nine touchdowns, two interceptions. Quarterback rating a ninety point nine. Let's, let's pause that, that, and talk
0: about that QBR real quick because it's, it's crazy that it's it that is. high. That is. Like, that's that's fourth right now. If the season ended, he would be fourth all time mm-hmm. just in front of Pat White and just behind, let me see here, Luck, Wilson, and Bradford. <laughs> like, that's that. pretty good al- company there. He already has the 10th best QBR mm-hmm. with his performance last year. And so every now and then we look at the Heisman and it's kind of a career achievement award as well. And it's not supposed to be, but sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. And so you look at what Mariota has done throughout the course of his career and then add that to what he's doing this year. It's it's going to be tough for somebody to knock him off. I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, Does anybody, do either one of y'all see him go dropping down from that first spot?
0: I don't,
2: unless he just has a bad performance in the next couple of games, which you don't see that happening with with Oregon or Mariota for that matter. Mm -hmm. I think he's the front runner, but I think Melvin Gordon really helped himself out this past weekend. I mean, when you rush for that many yards, he broke Ladainian Tomlinson's record with 408 rushing yards and didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. He was already on that Heisman radar. That bumped him up a notch. And, of course, Dak Prescott's performance, although it was bad enough to knock him off of that top spot in most people's eyes, he still gets invited to New York. Mm-hmm. I think that Devil. performance does knock him out of winning it. Mm-hmm. He still, I think Dak still gets invited. I think Melvin Gordon's there, and I think Melvin Gordon, if he gets another uh, two or two performances under his belt that are 150-plus or just good, solid performances out of that mm-hmm. backfield, he could be that guy that slides up. Because remember, we've seen it plenty of times where the Heisman winner – has come on late, and that's what you got to do. Gordon's been in the mix for a while. He hasn't been that sexy name, mm-hmm. but he's been a name that's been there giving those consistent yardage numbers every single week, and for him to have that performance like he did this past weekend, that's that's a Heisman-worthy type of thing. So I think Gordon's going to be somebody who's going to be stealing some votes, and, and it's going to be in contention for it, if, especially if he puts together a few more performances.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gordon this year has only had one rushing performance under 100 yards. He finished. He had 38 yards, uh, second game of the year against Western uh, Illinois, probably just because they didn't need him They beat him 37-3. to three. But since then, I mean, he's put up 253, 181, 259, 175, 122, 128, 205, 408. I mean, Lees, that's incredible.
0: Leeds Nation in rushing yards at 190.9, not even close. Next person is like 160. And that's mm-hmm. crazy. Leeds Nation in all-purpose yards, 199.2. Leads Nation in rushing yards of 20 yards or more. Next closest, 16. 16. He has 27 rushes of over 20 yards. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, (laughs) you sit there and you think about it. How was he not? He wasn't in contention, but he should have been. And then that 408 just did it for him right there, right off the bat. Now, I have another tailback in mind that people probably don't because Mm -hmm. it it is a quarterback award. And this player isn't playing on a good team with Indiana, but I have Tevin Coleman right there. And he's second behind only Melvin Gordon in everything important as far as rushing goals. And it's crazy. First off, you have to be from a good team to win the Heisman, and he's not. Josh Coleman <laughs> is on a bad football team, which to me makes what he's doing even more impressive. Mm-hmm. Because all you have to do is load the box and stop him. And teams are doing that, and he's still able to get off. Three hundred and seven on thirty-two carries last game
1: versus Rutgers. I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't for Gordon, that he'd have been the huge talk of the weekend. Yeah. Three oh seven.
0: Three oh seven. Three oh seven and nobody's talking about you because somebody else gained approximately <laughs> 101 101 more yards than you did. In one less quarter. Yeah. (laughs) In one less quarter. But, you know, you mentioned Dak Prescott. We talked about uh, Coleman, Gordon. What about Cooper? What about Amari Cooper out of Alabama?
2: And uh, See, that's the hard part because – I'm with on Coleman. I think the guy deserves a lot of credit, but to me, he's not even going to be considered for it or probably won't even be invited to New York Mm -hmm. just because he's on that bad team. Now, he will get more consideration for the Doak Walker just because that's given to that running back, and honestly, it doesn't really matter how successful your team is, but with the Heisman holding so much weight behind... you have to be a successful team and a successful player. I, I think Amari Cooper's there. I don't think he wins it. I don't. I, I would like to see him finish second or third because to me, it's hard to find a better overall player in college football. The kid just—I mean, Blake Sims isn't a great quarterback, and, no, and he see, forces the, the ball to Amari Cooper, and he still
0: makes plays. We with talked about double receivers, and triple coverage. You know, who who catch passes from great quarterbacks? Mm.
1: Sims isn't. He's okay. He's he's all right. I mean he's not bad. I mean, pretty much he's but Lane, Kiff- Lane Kiffin's puppet boy.
2: Yeah, but everybody in Alabama, including Lane Kiffin and Saban, wanted that job to be Coker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they wanted it to have. They wanted Coker to be the quarterback, yeah. not Sims. But they had to give it to Sims because Coker never came to fruition with what they expected him to be. So Sims was just like he went by his
0: went throughout his business, got the job done, and he won the job. Yeah, and now Sims has won the job, but he's still not a great quarterback. Right, exactly. He's force-feeding Cooper the ball. Everybody knows Cooper's going to get the ball, Mm -hmm. and you can't stop the kid. Six six games of 100 yards, two games of 200 yards, three games with at least two touchdowns, nine games with at least eight catches. Nine games with eight catches, and you're telling me in the SEC and that loaded SEC West – We can't figure out to pit a cornerback and a safety over the top? (laughs) Or are we pitting a cornerback and a safety over the top? And he's still making catches. Look at that catch he had down at the one-yard line against Mississippi State. Absolutely, He went up there and took that football out there, and nobody was going to get it. He was just that much better of an athlete than the people trying to cover him. He's got to be there, and I don't know how he's not. No, I'm with
2: you. I mean, as far as he's just the most polished receiver, he runs perfect routes, he's crisp, he's quick, he, uh, he gets the ball at its peak of the, whenever it's in flight, and he just goes and gets it. I, I, the kid is, he's by far the best receiver. I don't think there's anybody that's even close. And when you look at his yards after catch, that's better than most of the receivers have total receiving yards on the season. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous the numbers that he's put up, like you said, CJ, not having a, a real great quarterback throwing the ball
0: to him. And, I mean, against, against winning teams against teams with winning records. He's second in the nation in total yards with 733 and second in the nation in touchdowns with seven. So he's not doing this against, you know, Power Puffs. Yeah, He's doing this against legit teams.
2: And still doing it when he has defenses stacked up against him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with all that being said, top five, well, we'll go top five vote getters who gets invited. Bashness, you're like, the guest. You get to go first, my man. All right, five guys going to New York. I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious that Marcus Mariota is there.
2: Yeah, Jameis Winston has to be there just by default, mm. even if he's not a finalist. He's got to be there because he's got to give the award to the. Does team. not jump <laughs> off the screen. He <laughs> doesn't, but At he's going to be there, and he's going to be sitting with those other finalists. I, I, I just, I find it hard to believe that the reigning Heisman Trophy winner back in school i mean it's not like he was suspended or anything no. and he did have a, he's had a successful season it hadn't been the unbelievable numbers or anything like that but he's going to be there he's also and,
1: he's been biting himself in the butt with the off field stuff i think that's why he's not in the top 5 on right. a lot of these major polls
2: and that's why he won't win it and he won't even be up uh, he won't be getting mo- many of those votes period but i do think that he ends up being a finalist and he will be sitting with those guys maybe they make it Usually it's five, sometimes three. Some, I mean, you never know how many people they invite up to New York. But I think in this case, they probably make it six and have the real five finalists and then Jameis. Uh, I just kind of feel, feel like it'd be difficult for them to not have that. be awkward if he was just standing there over on the side yeah. waiting to give the award away instead of being with everybody else. So I think it's it, definitely the two of them. And then I think Dak Prescott's still there. Again, I don't think he wins it. I think he finishes pretty, probably fourth or fifth in the voting. But I think Dak's going to be there just because of the season that he's had up to this point. Amari Cooper, he's got to be there. I don't think there's any question about that. And then Melvin Gordon, I think is he's got to be the lone running back more than likely. I don't see another one popping in unless they happen to give uh, Coleman Kidd a little bit of a chance. But I don't see that happening either. And then, honestly, I think the final person that's there, I, I had Amir Abdullah in my list. As another running back, but he didn't do well. I mean, mm. his performance he's, he's, and he was dinged up injuries, the injury, up,
0: and, and that's
2: unfortunate because he is a pro. He yeah, is. I, out of all the running backs in this class, I think he probably has the brightest future at the next level. I mean, the kid's just a physical specimen. So I think it, he might be that other guy that I would put up there. But again, that performance this past weekend can't help the case. Mm.
1: No, Drew, you want to go? Or you want me to go? I'll, I'll go. I'll go. go. Ahead, okay. It First off, uh, pretty much the same, almost the same people. Uh, Cooper's got to be there. Uh, Gordon's definitely going to be there. Prescott's going to be there. He's not going to win. I mean, I just don't think he's had that big enough performance here lately. Uh, Mariota's going to be there. And the fourth, the fifth guy that I got that I actually think could possibly be ranked number three on that list is Trayvon Boykin. I like that. I love Trayvon Boykin for TCU. I mean, he is having an incredible year. I mean, he's has. He's throwing for 3,021 yards, 24 touchdowns, five interceptions, a 70.8 QBR rating, which isn't as good as Mariota's, but it's still let's face it, it's nobody's good. as good as Mariota. I mean, he's throwing the ball all over the place. So I definitely think Trayvon Boykin at right now, today, deserves to be there with Mariota winning the Heisman.
0: All right. So not going to straight too much from you guys. I would like to see Cole Mingo. Yeah, just because I think it's it's real impressive when you pit up numbers on a bad team and everybody's focused on stopping you, and you're still able to get yours. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna agree with Drew here. Trayvon Boykin goes. Uh, Dak Prescott, which is which will be interesting. He'll be the first top ten because even if he doesn't go, he's going to get a top ten finish in the Heisman, which will be the first time since 44 state has had anybody finish in the top ten. Uh, Amari Cooper goes. So Dak Amari Boykin, who I'm missing, Mariota wins, mm-hmm. and one more, Winston or Gordon? Gordon, gotta much. be Gordon, I'm, right? It, I mean James <laughs> just best player on the right now the number one team in the nation, right. and that they are running riding a 25 game win streak. 26, which is 26. I forgot they beat the U. Mm-hmm. They are riding a 26 game win streak. Interesting, interesting. Just side note. So I'm sitting down. It's like, yo, I'm really going to watch Jameis Winston play because I've seen him play against Auburn in the championship game last year after he won the Heisman. I've seen him play Louisville. Did you watch the Notre Dame game? I didn't watch the Notre Dame game, but I watched another Florida State game. And then, you know, bits and pieces and highlights and clips. So I've seen him play like three times, four times, including uh, Saturday. So Saturday night I'm sitting down, I'm watching the first half, and it's like, yo, Miami is rolling. There is no way Florida State is going to win this football game. And it got to the third quarter. uh, Miami three and out or something like that. Defender lights up a Florida State player. Florida State tailback fumbles the football. It's like, oh, good. Floodgates are opening. James isn't going to win. I don't have to hear all this hype about how good James Winston is. I leave the house. My girl Mm -hmm. is like, hey, (laughs) listen, I got this housewarming thing I want to go to. I need you to be there. Cool. I'm going to be there. So I went to the housewarming. Get a little buzz in my pocket. You know, I know my alert buzzes, and it's like, oh, CBS Sports is letting me know what's up. What's going on CBS Sports As I shrug my shoulders and I flip my phone on. Jameis Winston leads Florida State to another comeback victory. <laughs> How in the hell does this happen? So I go and I'm going to watch the replay, and I watch the replay, and Jameis still did nothing to jump off the screen at me. Nothing at all. So I'm not understanding it. Well, here's the thing about Jamie Look, when he's on the field,
2: he gets the job done. Mm.
0: That he does. He
2: runs awkwardly. I think everybody <laughs> so just, He's so awkward when he runs with the, with the football downfield. But he's an effective runner. He's still able to get past guys and break tackles. And he's got, a, he's got a good arm. He can make throws for the most part. But the first halves have really killed him. And ultimately, all the off-season stuff or off-field stuff is what's going to ruin any chance for Jameis Winston to have. But when he's in between the lines, when it's just football – it's hard to knock the guy. I mean, he gets the job done. He has not lost as a starting quarterback in college football, and that includes a national championship and winning a Heisman, too. I mean, in between the lines, he gets it done. Mm-hmm. You can't knock him for that. But, yeah, off the field and, and his first halves this season have certainly not been great, but I, you got to give the kid credit when credit's due because on the football field, it's not pretty all the time, but he gets W's with his abilities,
1: mm-hmm. whether it's right. throwing or running. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely not as flashy this year as he, as he was last year. I mean, last year, you could go back in almost any game and pick out a Heisman highlight. Right. This year, he's just, I, I wouldn't he say simplified one. his game, but he's just doing the bare – it seems almost like he's doing the bare minimum to get the job done. Like, he's not trying to be that flashy. He's just trying to just trying to win and go home. So, I respect the guy for that. He's not trying to make that push for that – Heisman campaign since, I mean, face it, he's already got one. What's another one? So
0: so is he going to win any other awards this season? Maxwell Award is coming up, right? I think he, think he gets he can, blanked he from all awards. I do, too. You think he gets and it's, I mean, blanked? Is, is he even their award night? He'll be yeah, there. he
2: will be. He'll be at the college football Award show just because he will be a. Fi- I mean, he he'll be a finalist for the Davy O'Brien more than likely, and and possibly a finalist for the Maxwell. But he'll certainly. I mean, like I said, he's got to be there Heisman night, regardless. So, right. and, I, and I do think that they'll put him with the other student athletes, with the other contenders for the job, or for contenders for the trophy, even though he won't be getting it. But uh, no, I mean, I, I I think he gets blanked in all awards, mostly because of. The off-field issues, mm. that's, and that's, that's,
0: that's I disagree. the problem with it. I think he's getting blank from the off-season awards because he's not as spec- spectacular a specimen this year. You that's don't fair. think it
1: has anything to do with the uh, off-the-field stuff? I
0: mean, sure, that has something to do with it, but I think more so it's, hey, he's not as sta- – he doesn't stand out as much to us. Not when you have Marcus Mariota doing what he's doing and Dak Prescott doing what he's doing <laughs> and Boykin doing what he's doing. It's like,
2: ah. Well, and then also living up to the hype. I mean, if mm. this was Jameis' redshirt freshman year and nobody knew who Jameis Winston was before all this, before last year or anything like that, I think he would be getting a lot more publicity and a lot more hype for it just because it's that new name. And let's be honest, I mean, any time that a Heisman contender is trying to repeat, uh, you're you're trying to to live up to something that you just can't do. Johnny Manziel, he had a better second year. I mean, he became more of a true passer. He, he was a much better quarterback he, instead of just kind of improvising and running, which was what got him the Heisman that first year for him. But he was a better quarterback that next year. Still didn't get it because that, that expectation level was just put too high for that guy. And for Jameis, he, didn't, he hasn't met the expectation level on the field, and he certainly didn't meet it off the field. Right. So I think he just gets blanked from pretty much everything, and that's why he's kind of gotten a, a black eye just for himself and for Florida State.
1: Yeah, I, th- I'm, I think it's winning the Heisman to back-to-back years is probably the hardest thing to do in sports just because, for one, when you win the Heisman, you're set at that unbelievable level. And then for you to have to come back, they're setting the expectations twice that. Right. They want to see you not only reach that Heisman level – but surpass it, what you did last year, and I just, I just don't think that's fair, really. But it's just how it, how the voting happens.
2: No, but you're completely right. I don't think we'll see another back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner just because they do put so much pressure on those Heisman winners to begin with. And also, let's be honest: if we see a guy win the Heisman like we did with Jameis or Johnny Johnny as it's a redshirt freshman year. That's really the only chance that you'd be able to see a repeat winner mm-hmm. because everybody else is going to be leaving for the pros if you're contending for a heisman you're more than likely got a good chance of being a first round pick too so those guys are going to be jumping ship and going elsewhere if they do win the
0: heisman earlier than being a senior Hmm. okay okay let's take a moment and talk about doke award best tailback we named two who do you guys think wins that award who do you three guys you got going there and why yeah, I
2: mean, I think it's Melvin Gordon's to lose at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially putting up that performance, breaking LaDanian Tomlinson's record, it, it's his to lose. Amir Abdullah, like I mentioned earlier, he certainly had a, a case for that, but the injuries kind of derailed that. Another kid who you, you need to, and of course, Tevin Coleman. He'll be a contender. He'll be a there contender. Money? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, he'll be at definitely. the award show, and he'll be, I would imagine, he'll be a top three finalists for yeah. that we'll see who the three finalists are but another guy who should get at least consideration for it probably won't win is that sophomore running back from pittsburgh james connor that kid is just a beast okay. i mean he hadn't had he hadn't had an unbelievable season but he's had a good consistent year he's going to be somebody who keeps going up people's radars just because he's got a, a big body somebody who's going to be a good running back for the next couple of years playing in pit you're not you Don't really get to see a ton of him, but I think that's somebody who you need to take a look at and just consider, but I don't I don't think he'll end up winning that. I think it is Melvin Gordon's to lose. Duke Johnson from Miami, he would that's, have been a contender. That's but, who I got on there. Yeah, I, I think this. he'll be
0: up there. I think Duke, uh, Gordon, and then Coleman. I got those three as a finalist for the dope.
2: See, and the only other finalist that I would have put in, and instead of Coleman, but it's kind of three A and three B. I have a Abdullah just because his season has been fantastic, mm-hmm. except for that injury, and then of course this past weekend.
1: For my three, I definitely I've got I've got Gordon and Coleman, but I, I went ahead and put a duel in, in for the, in the top three, I, I put him I put him at number three, uh, just because. He just hasn't not – I mean, he's had a phenomenal year. I mean, if it wasn't for Gordon and Coleman having as great of years as they would, he'd definitely be number one right now. So, unfortunately, you're, you're having a great year. You're just not having as great of a year as two other guys. Yeah, and that's
0: how it falls sometimes. Uh, but that yeah. dude is an NFL – pro. he's an NFL running back, no question. If the NFL went – another side note. NFL didn't draft a tailback in the first round this year, right? Not this past season. Not this yeah. past season. Do they draft one this year? Go this go round? Because you have mm, to I think. I think there's two: Gordon, Coleman, Todd I'm, Gurley. I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: Gurley's out. Can he stay healthy?
2: Oh yeah, well that's with the ACL injury now too. Yeah. That so he's not. But
0: I I forgot about forgot Gurley about coming injury. back. Gurley comes.
2: Gurley's out. Which, well, let's see what Gurley does. I mean, he could, does he go could to be the, the, the NFL or does he
0: come back? You, leave, you got to go get the money now. <laughs> I think you go. Georgia did the, take out the insurance, the policy, insurance policy on him and all that, long. but
2: I. I I think you go if you're mm-hmm. Todd Gurley, just because you're you're a running back and you've got a short lifespan to begin with. Yeah. And having, coming off of a major knee surgery, it's going to be even shorter and teams are going to be a little bit more timid about it. He was a surefire first-rounder, not so much anymore. Now, Abdullah is probably the lone first-rounder. I don't know if Gordon is – I don't know how he translates to the next level. He's mm-hmm. a good back. But I don't know if he's that next-level guy. When you look at Abdullah, I mean, the kid's a physical specimen. He reminds me of Le'Veon Bell. I mean, just big, physical. He's got the speed to go along with it. Mm -hmm. Can catch the ball out of the backfield pretty well, too. I I think Abdullah's the full package, and he'll likely be the first running back taken off the board, in my opinion.
1: I mean, I agree. I think he is definitely the most NFL-ready running back out out of this core group. All right, take a look at the Chuck Benderick. Benderick? Benderick? That'll
0: work. Check. Take a look at my man Chuck and his awards. Who you guys think will win that one? That's for the best defensive player of the year.
2: This is my favorite award, personally. I I, I love defense, so I can always check out that. But uh, There's a lot of guys that are going to be up for contention for that, but there hadn't been anybody. You go back to the last couple of years, and there's always been that one defensive guy who really stood out above the rest. We really haven't had. There's no a, clowny No, there's there's no clowny. I mean, heck, there's no Endamic can Sue. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nobody who really just like stands out defensively and says, "Hey, I'm the first defensive guy taken off the board in the draft, and I'm the best as far as worthy of those awards." But Vic Beasley, Clemson defensive end, going into the season, he was he was the number one defensive end, and he didn't disappoint this year. Even with having guys double and triple team him, trying to stop him from getting to the quarterback, so he still played really well. Uh, to me. I think the best defensive player in college football is Leonard Williams, the defensive end at USC. Uh, he's going to be a top ten pick, and and he disrupts a lot of things. But it's not he doesn't have those stats that really jump out at you and right. just make you think, all right, this kid's a, he's definitely going to win these awards. So it's hard to pick who ends up winning the Bednarik award. But ultimately, I think it is, it's either going to be Shane Ray from Missouri, the defensive end, who I'm pretty sure he still leads the in the, the the nation in sacks. Leonard Williams too. And if my third guy that I'm going to throw in there, I'm going to throw Sinquez Golston in there. I think that it's harder for a for a safety to win or a cornerback to win that position, but or to win that that award. But I mean, dude's just been eating up interceptions all over the place. I think he's somebody who has to at least get some consideration for it, and he'll be up for the Thorpe Award too. I would imagine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got Shane Ray winning it, fourth in the nation in sacks. Fourth now. He was. Now. I think he was first or second heading into last weekend. Yeah, up, take that back, third, top for third in nation in sacks. I got Senquez Golson getting there. Not winning it, of course. And number three, so many good people to choose from. I don't know who to pit
2: at three. It's a tough one, man, because a kid mm-hmm. like Scooby Wright over at Arizona. Yeah. He's a young linebacker, but he was the one who single-handedly beat Oregon, really. He made all the plays against Mariota. You got Vic
0: Beasley defensive end out of Clemson. Yeah. Like it's uh, I don't know where to go. And with
2: then it. two more SEC guys and you Landon Collins is safety for Alabama and then Bernardrick yeah. McKinney for Mississippi State,
0: who's been a really good linebacker for, for for state this year. He'll be a first or second round pick too. Yeah, so that whoever gets invited mm-hmm. that third one have fun. I'm not gonna predict that one. Drew, what you got?
1: Uh I'm pretty much gonna go with the same guys that you guys are, but you know, being the Memphis guy that I am, I'm gonna throw out, I'm gonna throw out a name, I'm gonna throw out Tank Jakes. You're such a homer. I, I don't. I really don't care. <laughs> okay, I mean the kids had an incredible season. I mean, like just last week, he had seven seven tackles, one sack. I mean, he's gotten he's got six sacks on the year. Uh, I think he's top ten in tackles for loss this year. What what's with no respect?
2: Uh, no that's, love. That's the problem with it, though. I mean, it's he, Memphis isn't going to get that notoriety mm. right now. They've had guys who've have gotten at least a little bit of consideration for things in the past, but. I'm with you. Tank Jakes is a beast. I mean, he he's an undersized linebacker, and most of those Memphis linebackers, even the young guys who are coming up, they're undersized guys, mm-hmm. but they just play with tenacity that you can't teach, yeah. and that's what Tank does. I mean, he just flies all over the place, makes plays. I'm with you. I, I would certainly have him com- for consideration, mm-hmm. but I don't think that the Benarick Award will ultimately even. Think about Tank Jakes yeah. just because it is Memphis, and that's unfortunate because he needs to get more credit, mm-hmm. and Memphis needs to. They have a potential win ten games this year. They need to get a little bit yeah. more credit overall. But I think it'll come in time. But Tank Jakes, I, I'm with you as far as defensively. You're not going to find many guys better than he mm-hmm. is, and especially with their
0: instincts. Yeah, true. Twelfth in the nation in tackles for loss.
1: Twelfth, and I'm sorry, barely outside yeah. of the. Tackle. But I mean, I'm
0: just didn't want our viewers to go, you know, misinformed. So. It actually has him at 16th in the nation, but it's a bunch of ties in front of him, mm-hmm. so right. actual number has them at 12. But you know, got to get that name, got to get that notoriety, uh, best receiver in college football. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it mean, really? Got, any I've debate? got the rest
1: of the list filled out. I mean, if just
0: Nelson Aguilar
2: is a stud. Yeah, For USC, I mean, he had yeah. 16 catches this past weekend, I think, and over 200 yards. And he's he's been a beast all season for USC. Even better last year, even though it, coming into this year you wanted more out of him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Amari Cooper's just, I think there's no question, he's the best receiver in the, in the college football ranks.
0: I mean, it's not even going to be calls. No, it shouldn't be. <laughs> I mean, that's a unanimous selection, isn't it? It's got to it be. It should be. Uh, Kevin White out of West Virginia. That's that's good, the guy I've got good, on my good, list. good. I've got, but, I've got him. Not not going. Yeah, I mean, not going be on not a list, but out. you're not. I mean,
2: even the most die-hard West Virginia fan and somebody who hates Alabama has to look at that matchup and just say, "Yeah, Amari Cooper." I mean, it's it's pretty easy. Uh,
1: the other guy that I do have on my list, Rashad Higgins from Colorado State. uh He's probably not going to get much love just because you know, once again, small town or uh, small school, not small town. uh But he's had over 150 yards catching four games this year. Uh, he's finished 143 one time, 147, uh, another 143. I mean, he's having a really good year, and he's had four uh, or three games where he's caught more than ten balls. Okay. Well,
0: I think that's going to do it for us. Hope you enjoyed this award. Overall, yeah, you know it flies. It flies. It did, man. It does. See, Half an hour just is not long. Just- long usually i when we have well usually when we have guests we've one guest uh i'm happy to be the second congratulations I, I remind them that uh you know hey this is a this is a sprint not a marathon you're used to two hour shows or three hour <laughs> yeah. shows depending on what it is oh we'll get and to you, that later you can't no, get to it later not, not in 30 minutes you got to you got to sprint all through this bad boy uh so with that being said for david Basham. For my man, Drew Barrett, I'm CJ Hurt. Thank you for listening to MSL's Playing Hurt podcast. Tune in next week.